I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, starting a new series, People Unlike Us, we delve into the lives of those who, for over a thousand years, have lived on a large swath of the ocean spanning four countries. Take a peek into the Bajau Laut or the Sea Nomads. A letter dated 14th May 1728 penned in Kupang a provincial capital in Indonesia a Dutch East India Company officer was writing to the governor general he reported that there had been no foreign ships or boats since his last letter except for 40 small bajau laut boats which appeared here on the southwestern coast of roti some of whose people came ashore under the pretext that they had come to look for sea cucumber The Rotinese rulers did not however trust these people and they refused them their shores and made them depart. The boats also appeared on the 8th of March in the open sea outside of this fortress. In all probability the Bajau Laut boats may have ended up staying put on the coast of Roti for a long time. But how does one live on a boat and not a ship mind you and survive not just for weeks or months but for decades altogether? Fast forward Two centuries to the UK, sometime in the 1960s, Alistair Hardy, a marine biologist at Oxford University, created a controversy in the scientific world. Hardy had been interested in the question of why humans have a layer of body fat under our skin, which is unlike other primates. He thought it was somewhat analogous to the blubber of marine animals. He never believed that humans were fully aquatic, like whales or dolphins. Rather. He argued that we foraged for aquatic foods which kept us in the water for hours altogether. He pointed out a number of other human traits that seem to equip us for a coastal life such as our hairless bodies and an upright posture which he thought may have arisen from wading on our two legs to keep our heads out of the water. He was chided for crossing over into anthropologist territory and promoting a theory that was against the dominant one at the time that we had evolved on land. learned to walk on two legs across the dry savanna and used tools to become great hunters but today if you were to meet sulbin he would probably agree with alistair hardy he is no marine biologist anthropologist or a scientist of any kind however he has the ability to fish by diving more than 65 feet underwater for minutes at a time on one breath oh and sulbin is not alone he lives in a part of the world known as the coral triangle an area straddling both the indian and pacific oceans known for its rich biodiversity it covers the tropical marine waters of indonesia malaysia papua new guinea philippines solomon islands and timor leste there's an entire community of people who literally live on the sea and survive off of it sulbin is from the bajau laut community more popularly known as the sea nomads his ancestors were probably those who the officer of the dutch east india company was writing about but the bajau laut are not alone or even unique in the region across different parts of the coral triangle 
one could meet the Mokan people from the Burmese Thai Margui archipelago and the Orang Laut of southeastern Sumatra and the Riau Islands of Indonesia. One thing common to all these people is rather peculiar. They're often hard on hearing. Now imagine this. You dive from your boat into a shallow reef below. After about 30 seconds without spotting a fish, you pedal your feet and pop up to the surface, snatch a few breaths and descend again. Every third or fourth breath you spot a fish. You raise your spear gun, shoot and strike the moving fish in the eye. You swim up again and deposit the fish in the boat. Now do this a few hundred times a day. Let that sink in. A few hundred times a day, which is almost 5 hours a day. So it's no wonder that Sulbin's hearing is short. It's because he doesn't equalize the pressure in his ears as he dives. He has never had any formal dive training and he was taught by his father to hold his breath. The lack of decompression for these seafaring nomads often leads to ruptured eardrums. It is said to make the diving easier for them, but scientists are now discovering fascinating genetic aspects about the sea nomads. They have unusually large spleens, almost 50% larger than other nearby farming communities. The spleen acts as a warehouse for oxygen carrying red blood cells. So when mammals hold their breath, the spleen contracts, expelling those cells and boosting oxygen levels by up to 10%. For that reason, the best competition free divers tend to have the largest spleens as do the deepest diving seals. It's even possible to train your spleen. It is found that after climbing Mount Everest, mountaineers empty more of their spleens while holding their breath than they could have before. But this has implications way beyond the ability to hold one's breath. Several disorders, including strokes and heart attacks, starve the body of oxygen. So the genetic tricks that help the bajau thrive underwater may inspire new ways of protecting patients on dry land. Sadly, their amazing diving abilities have not won them much love. They are viewed with suspicion and there is an air of mysticism around them. They live on the fringes of society and they are losing their livelihoods and habitats to governments forcing them to stay on land. The Bajau Laut occupy the maritime border region shared by Malaysia, the Philippines and Indonesia. They are seen as foreigners everywhere and nationals nowhere. Isn't it ironic that those who are at the edge of their existence, diminishing culturally with every passing day, living as status refugees, are the ones whose thousand-year-old adaptations would save our lives? Isn't there a debt we owe to sea nomads for expanding not only the medical sciences, but also our minds about what is the realm of possibility? The modern world, obsessed with its nation-states, has managed to make them stateless. But they could very well be the people who may outlive all of us leaving our nation states bereft of land and the people we so paranoidly fight for if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel Forty Two on Instagram.